Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for you to hear our voices again. I know, right? Um, You must be excited, I'm sure, as listeners. (laughs) And I know you've been waiting all week for this moment to arrive. And I'm excited for you. It's finally here. I'm excited to have you listen to me. Right, yeah. And va. Thanks for the people that said that they liked the podcast. The two people that gave us comments this week. uh, (laughs) No, it it is encouraging to hear. And uh, we are excited about it. So share. The Guardrail (laughs) Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. That'd be super cool to hear from somebody. Yes. Whoever you are in Belgium, (laughs) please. We see that you're listening to us. us. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, uh, it's actually really is cool though. Um, Yeah. And we are grateful for people to listen. And we just feel like, you know, this is a way to share what God's been showing us. And um, so we're happy that, you know, maybe um, hopefully it's helping anybody, somebody out there. 100%. Yeah. So we are grateful. We're not even just joking about that. We're like serious. (laughs) (laughs) We are serious. But yeah, share with your friends and family. Give us a review too, because that helps. I don't know. What does it help with? Um, It helps. um, It helps something, I'm sure. People ask for it. It helps iTunes recognize a podcast and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's like a restaurant review. This place is good. Unless it's a bad review. Then I feel like. (laughs) Then don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Remember what your mom said. Better to not say anything at all. Yeah. If you don't got something nice to say. 100%. We are human beings with feelings. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, why don't you share your big news, Fa? It's an exciting day today. I finally broke down and got myself. A pickup truck. <laughs> I just want to take this moment to congratulate you on finally becoming an American. True. That's True. citizenship is not the um the status of an American. Having a pickup <laughs> truck is. So finally as a, you know, immigrant from a different country (laughs) you've come here and you have um achieved the goal i made it you are living the american dream now i made it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we've been looking for ways to break the truck in uh (laughs) you know it is a pickup truck so we have to appropriately garnish it with stickers um we've been looking into uh don't tread on me sticker with the, the snake. <laughs> uh, what else, Fa? Infidel sticker. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, any kind of American flag. Big 100%. American flag back something there. that says like, oh, I saw like some guy with a pickup truck in Pennsylvania. He had a very, um, very patriotic display. He had three huge poles on the back of his car with an American flag. Oh, cool. Uh a explicit word referencing the president and uh, <laughs> and then also a let's go brandon yeah uh flag so i thought it'd be good to just go on amazon and copy that <laughs> and apply it to your truck 
Yeah. I think that's the proper. It should be very original. That's how you should decorate your pickup truck. (laughs) As I've learned from just what I've seen. I'm very observant. So I want you to fit in with the community of truck. I'm not going to disclose what kind of pickup truck it is because Mm, people will say it's not a real pickup truck. Like my brothers. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't need a real pickup truck. (laughs) It's okay. You know, you're taking baby steps and I'm proud of you. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so yeah, like like I said, any kind of American flag, preferably one that says these colors don't run. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then also, I think Let's Go Brandon seems appropriate. Yeah, um, I don't know. Although, I don't know, though, because we live in a part of the country where that may not be widely received. What are they going to do, shoot me? Mm, I don't know. I guess not up here, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, slashing tires or something else may happen. So try to keep it safe, you know. It's whatever. Yeah. But I digress. Anyway, <laughs> it was an exciting day. I mostly drove the truck today. That's true. Because I was on a quest for a new desk. And I was working, mm-hmm. making money. Let me tell you something. Um, it was an exhausting day just trying to find a desk. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, you want to price everything out and then see your options and then compare and contrast. At least for me, I don't I I, I don't have buyer's remorse because I've exhausted every option possible and I've come down to the best possible choice by doing my due diligence, (laughs) which is going to every single store there ever was and deciding which one I like the best out of all 50 trillion stores. Yeah. Um, you know, first off, I will say this though, and I feel like you would be proud of me because, um, I don't know, maybe not, but I went to Hobby Lobby, that store just sucks you in. Like just, (laughs) you can't get out of that store without coming out with something. And it's, they know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. They know what they're, they they know what sells. They know the psychology of the shopper, yeah. They know me. That's like they read my soul. (laughs) <laughs> on my way in and like i don't know i don't know that guy's stealing our data and he knows what i want you know <laughs> yeah. i think that whoever the founder is i remember um it's some guy that started a business out of his garage making right. furniture yeah i remember him because he like sponsored our college or something i don't know i remember seeing him in like he, he right. talked to us but the anyway he he is he's analyzing our data and he knows what we want. Because <laughs> when I go in there, I want everything. But I didn't buy anything. So I, I feel good about it. Um, slightly bad because I didn't buy anything and I wanted it. But it's fine. Well, I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> so anyway, this episode, we're going to talk about something God showed me. And... Um, it's a... Uh, it, okay, so I explained this to you, Fab, but I go, but like... You know, it's kind of like I learned a lot through a series of things God showed me kind of relating to the same kind of subject. And I'm actually still learning um, kind of about this. And I, I mentioned some of it in like a previous couple episodes, but um, I I want to like kind of keep it instead of just combining all of these things that God showed me into one thing, I'm going to kind of spread it out a little bit and try to um, maintain the sequence of when I, and how I learned it. Um, it was like systematic, you know, it right. was like one day I learned this part of it. And then the next day I learned, you know, this 
kind of part of it too and just kind of stay true to that because I don't know, maybe that is a reason why God right. laid it out like this for me. So one time I was praying <laughs> um, and I don't know if this is something that is typical for people or it's just me, but like sometimes it's just like so hard to know or it's hard to get into it. You know, like, okay, you can start praying and you ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to talk about or what do you want to do? And, and it's like, you just have to kind of do that switch off from like just being in the the flesh kind of or the natural or whatever into the just into the spirit and so like for me a lot of times like i'll I'll play worship music and i'll just start worshiping just to kind of switch off my mindset so that i'm in god's presence uh and then it's weird because sometimes i just like even the position i'm in is it's just like a distraction or something it's strange like sometimes like i have to lay down yeah and the times i have to walk around and it's almost like I feel like I'm one of those dogs that are like looking like Gizmo, our dog, will sit there and like prance around on our couch, start ripping up our couch with his claws, like digging like a <laughs> hole in the couch and like trying to fluff up the blanket that's there or like drag the pillow over just to find the right spot to yeah. get comfortable. I feel like it's kind of like that. It's almost like, oh, okay, I should lay down. Oh, I should stand. I should kneel. I should do this. It's like weird. I don't know why <laughs> it's like that, <laughs> but I'm like that. So I'm like, oh, I just couldn't like get into God's presence. Like it was just difficult. And so I was like, I, you know, I just kind of had this idea like, well, I just, I'll just take out my guitar and start singing to God. Like I'll just force myself to worship. And that's kind of like a lot of times almost like when I'm the one that's like doing the worship and not just listening to someone else sing it, like then I have the like control over what's being said and just kind of like I can force myself to get into it you know if that makes any sense it makes sense because you're actually doing um you're doing something and you're not just thinking about like god or whatever it's presence you're actually doing something it takes you have to concentrate like to play guitar you have to concentrate there's no like just playing it let you in your mind wonder you know what i mean yeah that's probably true um Although I probably can wander too. But I don't know. Something happens sometimes for me. It's just, it does engage me a bit more. So anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of like singing my own song and, and worshiping and, and the way it kind of like went was just kind of started, you know, like I said, just singing my own thing and just spontaneously going into whatever and just playing a couple chords in a row and repeating them. And I started to, to sing this kind of song that was like, Something like, you know, you know, you, you want to worship God. You want to, you want to sing. I want like, it was like, I want my worship to move you, God. Like I want my song to move you. Yeah. I want you to be inspired by the things I'm singing to you. You know, I want you to bend your ear towards me, you know, like, and I could actually, I started to see God and, um, it was like he was sitting in this metal black chair and, uh, which you know, I don't know. It was kind of odd. It was an odd scene, but yeah. I was like, whatever. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm singing to God and I'm like, you know, I, I just want to move you. I want my worship to move you. And I started to see like God had a stereo, like a, a radio right next to his foot. Like he's sitting in this metal black chair right? and he had a stereo and it was like, it, the song kind of progressed into something like, you know, 
when you hear me singing, I want you to, it's almost like if you hear that really favorite song on the radio, like you, it's a kind of background noise until you hear that song that really catches you and like you turn right. it up. Yeah. And so like, that was kind of like how the song went into. It's like, I want, when you hear my song, I want you to turn the radio up, you know, like yeah. when you hear my worship, you know, when you hear me, that's how I want to, you to respond to me. I just want to please you. I want to, you know, sing something that's worthy of you and, and I want you to be moved by my worship. And I, and I saw like, um, you know, like I said, he was responding to my worship and, and then, you know, it was nice. It was kind of like, whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping and I'm seeing this. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I keep going with it. And then I started to pray that, you know, I would bring him something of worth, you know, like my worship, my life, it would just mean something to him that it would be beautiful to him. It would be a beautiful song to him. It'd be yeah. like, you know, um, like a, you know, that incense that he wants, yeah. that, that sweet smell, that, that smell of, you know, that burnt offering, you know? Right. Yeah. And, um, so as I'm praying this, it's weird because I started to see myself give God like a fruit basket. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And like handed him a fruit basket. And I was like, that's, I don't think he wants a fruit basket. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, God. Like, then I was like, I kind of stopped playing and I was like praying, I'm like, God, I don't want to give you meaningless gifts you know like i don't want to give you something stupid like a fruit basket like i don't want my worship or my heart or my life to be something meaningless like or like a meaningless sacrifice you know like i want to give you something of worth i want my song and my life to be worshiped that you that is you know you deemed worthy for you you know what i mean and so i'm praying this and it's weird because then i started to see like um kind of a broader picture and it was like God was sitting in this metal black chair and it was kind of just a weird atmosphere, like for a scene. It was like almost like, like a gray and purple sky. And, um, I could kind of see God's face and it, that's odd because I've, I don't see God's face. Right. Even Jesus, like when I see Jesus in my visions or whatever you want to call him, he, I can see him, but I can't really see him. Like it's, his face is sort of like, and you can see certain features of it, but not all the features all at once. And, um, also too, like sometimes when I say Jesus, it's different depending on, yeah. I don't know, his features look different sometimes to me. So right. sometimes he looks a certain way and then the day he doesn't work that way. So I don't know. But anyway, so I thought it was odd that I could see God's face. Um, so I was like kind of getting suspicious of what I was seeing. <laughs> I was like, this seems odd. Um, but I was like, okay. So I started to see myself kind of go up to God in this metal black chair and sort of like, you know, there was a fruit basket that I offered him at his feet and, and I saw him kind of push it away and I was like, geez, I don't want to give you meaningless sacrifice, you know, I want, I'll give you my, what do you, what do you want? Like, I'll give you my life, you know, and I, I like kneeled down like at his feet and, you know, was kind of like, I, I and I'm praying, this is a whole prayer. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I'll give you my life. Like, I'll lay my life down for you. Like, I, I want to give you all of me. I want to give you everything. Like, you can have my whole life. And I'm, I'm laying my life down here in worship to you. And um, and it was almost, I just felt like there was a, a pulling for more from him. It was weird. And I, and I was like, I don't know how else to give you my life. Like, I've given you my life. What I don't know how else to give you more. I don't right. have anything else. Hmm. And And then I started to see like all these fruit baskets, like people, thousands of people have just kept bringing fruit baskets to him on his feet, like by his feet and laying them down on his feet. 
And every so often there would be another person kneeling down in place of the fruit basket, but there was like more fruit baskets than they were people. Wow. And I was like, okay. Again, I just was praying like, okay, God, I don't want to give you a meaningless fruit basket, a meaningless sacrifice, you know? And as I'm praying that, I could see God like kind of touch my head and it was like an awkward thing. Like he had touched my head, like he was trying to respond to my yeah offering if that makes sense yeah. but it was weird and then he like kind of um like kind of hugged me but he was still sitting he wasn't it was kind of impersonal and he it was, was strange back or something yeah not holding back it was just like he's sitting he's dedicated to sitting there and how do you hold someone that's kneeling and you're sitting it's just an awkward thing like yeah. you can only half hug them kind of or whatever so again i was kind of like this is a weird vision i don't I'm starting to think I'm making this up because this doesn't seem yeah. right. And like, I really got suspicious when I saw God's face and it was it just didn't seem right to me. Like if something was off and I started to see like this, like it was like all of a sudden God's head, <laughs> this gets weird. It just honestly gets weirder. God's head was like in the clouds and it was like, there was some kind of like black and purple, like foggy, cloud in the sky and his face was in it and he looked like trident from the little mermaid it was huh. so odd yeah i was like this cannot be right this is something's wrong here like at that point i'm ready to pull the plug i'm like okay this is my imagination this is the enemy it's whatever it's not god because this is just weird and god doesn't look like trident mm. i'm yeah. like <laughs> but anyway all of a sudden i started to see jesus and it was like he took his hand. So it's like you see a reflection in a pond. Yeah. And Jesus like went and like went over to the pond and in the reflection in the pond, he just like took his hand over the water and like just kind of ruffled the water so that that image would go away. And, oh, okay. Um, and so that's what he did. It was like this whole image. I, I saw this whole scene and then got a Jesus just came over and like ruffled the whole scene and made it all disappear and like just disappear in the waters, like reflection kind of. That's so cool. I was like, oh, like, there you are, Jesus. Like, you look familiar to me. This yeah. trident thing I saw <laughs> doesn't look right. And so as I'm seeing this, I had stopped playing guitar at this point. I'm just kind of like in God's presence and I could feel God's presence. And I was like, Jesus, what is going on? What a, What is happening here? And, and he didn't speak right away. We were just kind of waiting in the water. And at this pond, they had like brought me to this pond scene, you know, and, yeah. and we're just kind of like, you know, playing in the water, just kind of being in the water for a bit. And then we decided to sit on the, the edge of the pond and, and, um, you know, sit there. And then I was like, Jesus, what's going on? Like, why did I, you know, see this weird trident figure? <laughs> I was yeah. like, was that God? Was that me? What was that? And Jesus was like, you know, you don't have to sing songs asking for me to be moved by you. He is like, your voice, he's like, I, I'm always moving. He's like, I'm always moved by you. He's like, your voice moves me. Okay. He's like, you don't have to s s sing some special song or do some special thing to make me respond to you. He's like, I'm always moving towards you and I'm always moved by you. He's like, you don't have to worry about you know, me not listening to you, like my radio is not turned up unless I hear that special thing that you sing that really triggers me into responding to you. He's like, there's no special song. There's no special melody. He's like, my radio is always turned up when you're speaking wow. to me. 
He's like, like he I, has I'm your always, whole, I'm always. You have listening. his complete attention all the time. Yeah. He's like, I'm always moved by you, and I'm always responding to you, and I'm always moving. He's like, yeah. you don't have to do some special thing to make me respond. No special song, no special melody. Your voice moves me. Your voice is worship to me. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And and I was like, yeah, but God, I don't want to give you some meaningless sacrifice. You know, I don't want to bring you a fruit basket, something stupid. Yeah. You know, because so, you're a holy God. You're you're far above me. Your ways are better than mine. You know, like I'm just a human. And he was like, you don't have to worry about bringing me a sacrifice. He said, I am the sacrifice. Wow. He's like, I am always moving towards you. I am always moved by you. Your voice is worship to me. When you're looking for me, it's worship to me. And and I was like, okay, God, but so like what was going on just now? Like what what did I just see? And he was like, oh. I was like, who was that other guy that was sitting in the metal chair? <laughs> I was like, I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. And he was like, oh, that's just, he's like a bale. He's just another idol. He's a false image of me. He's not wow. who I am. It's just who you think I am. You just have wow. made this image. And he was like, that's the thing with idols is that they always require sacrifice. Mm. And he was like, you know, the fruit basket wasn't good. So then you had to lay down your life for him, uh, lay down your life. And he's like, you would have taken your head. Because he's like, there's never good enough. You're never good enough. And he's always going to require more. Yeah. Because that's how idols work. You always have wow. to keep sacrificing yeah. to an idol. And I was like, oh, geez. Okay. And so at this point he had, we're just sitting on this bank of this pond and he had a fishing pole and he was like, all I want to do with you is go fishing with you. Hmm. And he was like, okay. Um, um, all right. So like, you want to go fishing with me? He's like, I just want to go fishing with you. I just want you to be with me. And I was like, okay. And, um, so you know, he had a, a pole and he was fishing and I was kind of like, I, I don't know, God, because I don't really know how to fish. And I, you know, anytime I've ever gone fishing and ever caught anything and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he was like, well, that's just because you haven't gone fishing with me. Mm. And he was like, I'll teach you everything that you need to know about fishing and, you know, what kind of bait you need to use, what kind of pole you need to use, um, where to go, what time of day. He's like, I'll tell you what kind of fish you're looking for. And he's like, fishing is the the most joyful and relaxing thing you could possibly do. I love fishing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, God. <laughs> like <that's, laughs> I'm like, I've seen people fish and they get frustrated, you know, because they don't catch anything. And I, and I saw across the pond, there was like some guy that had a pole. He was fishing. It looked like he had been fishing there for a long time and he never caught anything. And so eventually he like got frustrated and he threw his pole into the water and walked away <laughs> and quit. Yeah. And he was like, and Jesus was like, listen, it's because you're not going fishing with me. He's like, when you go fishing with me, it is relaxing and joyful. And he's like, don't worry, I will teach you everything that you need to know about fishing. And he's like, most importantly, if not one of the more important things anyway, he was like, I'll tell you when it's time to take a break. Mm. He's like, you can't go fishing all day long. And not rest. He's like, there's a point. There's a point in the day where you need to eat and be sustained and be refilled and charged. And he's like, you have to, you have to relax. And he's like, the funnest part of going fishing with me is to take a break. 
and he was like, he brought out his like picnic basket and he had like, um, you know, um, like stuff in there, cotton candy. (laughs) And he was like, you just, just eat with me and relax with me and take a break. And I was like, okay. So I was like, God, okay, Jesus, like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this, I'm hearing you, but like, how do I know I'm not just making all this up? You know, this seems kind of like my imagination might be just going wild. Mm. And he was like, he's like, you know, it's me because when I touch your heart, nobody can replicate my touch. And I saw him reach into my heart and like touch my heart on the at there at the pond and i started to like ball because i felt god's presence so strong and yeah. i was like you're right no one can touch me like you can mm. and so when i'm with you i know i'm with you because of how you touch me and how you you how i am in your presence i'm not the same after and i was like okay and i was like but god and i'm like so i'm here with jesus i'm sitting at this pond so i like i'm going to take advantage of the fact that i'm like i'm here with jesus talking to him so like i want i have questions i need answers nice. and so i was like jesus all right so like i need to understand like how this works because you know you show me things and it's kind of almost like pulling at a thread and and i have to like respond to the things you're showing me and kind of think through them and you know, process them. And then it makes me think I'm making this up because my mind is engaged and I'm trying to like think through it at the same time, receive it. And so I was like, how do I know that I'm not just making everything up and it's not just my imagination and that you're actually showing me these things because, you know, there is a response when God's showing me something. Sometimes it's just, it's not always the same. Sometimes he like shows me something and then reveals it in his time And then other times it's like he shows me something and then I have to kind of think about it or like, you know, I don't know, kind of almost think the next step through if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. And so it was like, how do I know that it's not just me making it up? Because it feels like I'm working towards coming up with uh, a clearer picture of what you're showing me. And he was like, he's like, I, when I speak to you, I speak to your heart. And I think mm. I've already shared this on maybe a different episode, but this is when he told me this. So, mm. um, and he's yeah. like, when I speak to you, I speak to your heart. He's like, your heart and I speak the same language, but your brain and I do not speak the same language. Yeah. And he said, when I'm speaking to your heart in order for you, you feel it, you have a revelation of it. Your heart knows it, but your mind doesn't know it. And so in order for your mind to know, you have to translate it. It's almost like there's a translation process that's going on. And he said, you know, when I'm speaking to your heart, your mind is trying to translate what is being said to your Mm -hmm. heart. It doesn't speak the same language. And he's like, no translation is exactly accurate. And he said, that takes effort and takes a participation from you to translate. And, And he was like, you know... Like I said, no no translation is 100% accurate. There's always going to be like a lack here or there. But he said, as you practice and as you pay attention and as you listen to me, you know, and you're, you're translating more of what your heart is speaking to your mind or what I'm speaking to your heart and your heart's speaking to your mind, you become more fluent in yeah. it. It becomes easier to hear and understand. And I was like, is that why... So like sometimes I'll see visions and I won't see them in order. Like it will be like, um, you know, I'll see a certain part and then like 
it's almost like you see you you run it through like you see the basic foundation parts of the vision and then later there's like later on like a day later I'll be thinking about it and then like there are like the details are coming through it's almost like sometimes I see things like um in black and white and then all of a sudden yeah like pieces but like in black and white and then all of a sudden like the colors and the details start coming in later and I was like is that why I see things out of order sometimes or it's like I get more clarity on things later on when my mind kind of processes it. And he's like, yeah, he was like, you know, when you are translating something in real time, you're doing it quickly and you might miss something. And he said, you know, you need to have, it's almost like your mind is a computer and it, and it takes time to process the yeah. information. And, and so I don't know if that makes sense if, if I'm communicating that to me, correctly, but yeah. basically, basically it's like, you know, you have a rough draft of a, a translation and then later it kind of comes in clear or you kind of understand. You can maybe translate it more accurately in your mind. Yeah. And so I was like, sometimes I'll see things out of order or I'll, I'll get more clarity on something I saw later and realize like I'll see like different details in something in a vision like, oh, there was – it was, the color was gold and not, you know, brown. I don't yeah. know. Stuff like that. But anyway – Hang on. Like, okay. um, that to me is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. Honestly. Really? Yeah. Just the fact that because because you do you do doubt like what you're seeing and stuff and you doubt like is this from God? Why like because there isn't a direct conversation right? There isn't like a, a mm-hmm. give and take. It's a hard thing. Yeah. And when you said that to me it made so much sense and it put me so much at peace. I was like oh wow that's how God talked to us and it's hard to interpret things it's hard to interpret it you know what i mean um sometimes you sometimes you hear from god and you and i'll and i'll talk to you it's like oh god showed me this and that yesterday and as i'm telling you um it's almost as like i'm seeing more mm. right now than i did last night like more things are falling into place you know what i mean like cuz you're yeah. cuz you're like putting you you're putting it together in the spot so it's like it's it, it it's weird because every time you talk about it, it's like there's more that you didn't mm-hmm. process before, and you and you are, and especially when you're doing it to like you're telling other people, and it's like to their benefit and stuff. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will give you more in the spot. You know, He'll help you understand more in the spot. Yeah, and it's just like blows my mind because uh, it's almost like you're missing a couple of details, and all of a sudden it's like it's it's here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's true. It's it's funny about how like you're learning a second a different language yeah it is it's it's exactly that <laughs> yeah you're learning a different language and it it is exactly that and like actually i asked jesus about this bef- later in like a little bit i'll tell about it more but you know galatians talks about how we have freedom from the flesh and how we're to live and be led by the spirit and this is spirit talk basically it's like this is the language of the spirit and it's not natural to me and it's not you know organic to me at all (laughs) yeah so it's hard to you know there's a lot of like i don't know and like i realized god has always showed me stuff you know throughout my whole life but i just didn't i blew it off because i'm like that's weird you know like that's a i didn't you know i I was imagining that to me that's the point of this whole podcast is like i want people to be able to recognize how god talks to them yeah yeah and then be able to respond to that. You need to respond to it. Mm-hmm. You need to ask for more. 
you need to ask for clarity. It's not a one-way street. Like yeah. you need to engage. You yeah. need to engage. Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's you give what you get kind of almost in a yeah. way is like, you know, you have to. What's really beautiful about that too is um, um, he'll speak your language. Like I know we're saying that it's like God and you don't speak the same language, but he'll speak in a way that you understand mm-hmm. and other people can't. I remember being in a conference like 2007 or 2008 and some guy was uh, talking about how God gives him words of wisdom about other people. And he said because of his character, like the way God would show him like a word of wisdom, it was like a cartoonish type of deal. Mm -hmm. Like you would see like a cartoon depiction of something that God would show just because of, you know this dude's character or whatever and i thought that was the coolest thing ever because god will use something that is near and dear to your heart to show you something you know what i mean like he uses who you are Mm -hmm. to explain things to you you know what i mean like it's um kind of like talking to a little child and you have to get down to their level and you have to know what they know in order to explain to them what's going on and it's it's just so beautiful yeah it's true and and i'm kind of that goes into that a bit too is like you know I don't think it's as complicated as we make it out to be I don't think it's as difficult either um I think the part that's challenging is trusting that what you're hearing or seeing is actually from God and not from yourself discerning where it's coming from is probably one of the bigger challenges of it yeah like you know for me I know a lot of times like I will blow things off if I think that I've came up with the idea and I know I just said that but what I mean is I was like oh we were just talking about dogs and now when I'm praying like we really had a whole conversation about dogs so that was in my mind but then when I prayed for you I saw this dog you know doing this and that and so I won't I won't address it like I won't pray um about it because I thought it was just me coming up with it I just thought about dogs like like oh you're thinking you're thinking oh I'm praying for somebody but I'll all that's happening is I keep thinking about dogs. Like I can't concentrate <laughs> in this prayer because I'm thinking about right, dogs. Right. But it's like, no, God was saying when something. When you're praying for somebody and something pops into your head, say it. Yeah. Say it. It'll Who mean knows? something to that person. It's true. And that's you don't, the thing. The, the, the thing is uh, we, we think a prayer has to be like quick and very concise and like eloquent and stuff. It doesn't have to be. Slow down. Yeah, speak things out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Talk and 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 you'd say that I was like Holy Spirit. What do you want? Like you always say that Holy Spirit. Yeah. What do you want to say? Like no one does that. Yeah, no one says those things. Yeah, and just be like, if you're praying, just stop and be like, Hey, you know, I'm seeing like dogs. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. And someone's gonna be like, Oh yeah, my dog just died this morning. <laughs> right. Like, like oh my god, like, my so, dog. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so weird. It's true. Um, that this is new to me as far as like actually trusting the things that I start seeing, trusting that are actually from God, and it's a risk. It's all a risk. Even me sharing this is a risk because like, what if? Oh my God! Like, what if I'm sharing all this stuff and I was like, I was like, I don't know, yeah. just completely off. You know, all these things I'm talking. Well, you're not wrong. You know, I but... well, I know. I trust that. I trust the Holy Spirit inside me. But yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's a risk. It is a risk and you yeah. could look stupid. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times I feel like some of the things that I come out with, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, well, okay, God, like, and I'll talk to 
the Holy Spirit in that moment and be like, God, I don't know what you're showing. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. It is very amusing to hear you work <laughs> things out with yeah. God as you're praying for people. It's one of my favorite things. It is. It's it's so wild. Everybody, me. I could tell you that during, I mean, everybody likes that. Everybody <laughs> likes that part. When you're like, oh, what are you saying, God? And God, you're like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, certain things I see, I'm fun. like, that you know it's far-fetched weird stuff and it's like i don't know i can be weird could just be me yeah well even like what we shared with last episode about like or maybe it wasn't last episode i don't know but about like the water spots Mm. um and like the ceiling dripping and stuff like i was looking at water spots on the ceiling and then it just kind of then i saw water dripping on me but it's like yeah but how do you know how do you know that that wasn't god um like maybe God knew you were going to look at that, and He dropped that in your heart. Well, or that's maybe what I'm saying. He made you look at that. You know what I mean, right? Like, there's those. But things. this is what I'm learning. It's like learning to not discredit or limit. Yeah, or limit. Okay. Uh, what happened the other day to me is like I was praying, and I was not like you were saying. I was not getting into the presence of God mm-hmm. at all. But I actually I shouldn't even say that because I was. I sometimes I pray and I start to daydream and I start to preach in my head. And I felt like I was making things up, and I knew like that that I was like imagining things and like it's like pretending things were happening, mm-hmm. which is weird to say because that's stuff that little kids do. No, you I know do that mean? all the time though. But um, I was literally doing it all day today. <laughs> yeah, I was pretending about like I was, I was thinking about some things or whatever, and all of a sudden it turned into something really powerful and something mm-hmm. that God showed me, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." And I was just messing around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can be messing around. Your father or your mother could get, you know, come close to you and join your fun or whatever. It's it's like that. Mm-hmm. It, he does that. It's not how you think it would be. You know what I mean? Like, it's never that black and white. Yeah. I think it's, that's the thing. I think it's just that he's always talking to us and it's actually easier to hear him if you just recognize that like you know or like i said don't discredit something you think oh that's not god because the reason i thought of that was because we were just talking about dogs the other day a lot of times for me too is like sometimes i'll have personal prayers say for instance for our kids like i'll pray a certain thing for our children and then you know weeks later or like i'll I'll pray a thing for our kids all the time like it'll just be a certain thing and I'll, i'll think like Okay, for instance, for instance, I will pray for our children. I'll I'll pray something like, I pray that they'll be just, you know, radical warriors for your kingdom, you know, all the days of their lives. Yeah. So anyway, fast forward months later or whatever, I'm praying for some little kid and like, that's a natural prayer for me to pray for a kid I don't know yeah. why, because it's like, that's what I pray for my kids. So I think like, I'm not praying in the spirit. I'm just praying out of what I'm used to. Yeah. And I prayed for some person and their kid. And I prayed like kind of the same prayer that I pray for my children. Yeah. And so I really didn't think that I was being super spiritual in that or hearing the Holy Spirit. I thought I was just praying like a natural prayer that like, this is what I pray yeah. for my kids. So I guess I'll pray for that kid. Like, I didn't feel like it was inspired or like anointed by God or whatever yeah. for this certain specific child. It was just something I started praying that I usually pray, right? Well, we're also- well so anyway, I, I'm praying this, that this kid will be a warrior for God's kingdom, just like I pray for Addie and Lily. Yeah. Well, 
Turns out that meant something crazy significant to that family yeah. that I was praying for. And it blew my mind because I thought that I wasn't <laughs> hearing God. I thought you I was just, off, yeah. yeah, I blew it off. Then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the reason I thought of praying what I always pray for my kids is because it applied to this kid too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You didn't trust that God put that kid there in front of you for you to give to them what you give into your children, your mm-hmm. own children. You know right. what I mean? Like you. You have spiritual gifts. You have spiritual visions. And God's like, I like that. I'm going to bring right. oh, this person here. I want it for your kids and for this kid. Yeah. I'm going to bring this person here so you can give it to them too. Yeah. That's something God gave you and he wants to, to give it away. But so easily I'll discredit those things. And yeah, be like, I know. Oh, I know. That's just me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, it was an easy prayer, so I prayed it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like you're, not you, not you specifically, but me or anybody, like we are playing around in the yard, right? And then mm-hmm. God comes along and he wants to join the fun. And we don't recognize that God is join, trying to join us. We say, stop, stop, stop. You know, that's not God. That's not, We don't recognize. We like we shut him out because we think that's not him. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of like, and he respects that. If you say, oh, that's not you. That's not God or this and that. He respects that and just steps aside. But if you just go with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it could lead you somewhere really nice. Yeah. It, yeah, it could be. It could be like a crazy good experience. Yeah, if you kind of just let it ride out, and that's kind of like it's funny because you say that, you know, with this whole thing I saw with the weird trident looking god. You yeah. know, I was gonna shut it down. I was like, okay, this is done because this isn't right, and clearly that's not God, and something's messed up here. Yeah. But I'm seeing it. And if it's God, I kind of decided, I was like, well, God, if you're actually showing me something here, then I'm going to let you take over and just keep it going instead of shutting Mm. it down. Yeah. And I really wanted to shut it down because I was like, this is not, this is some twisted blasphemous thing, (laughs) you know, like something from my mind. But I let it ride out and then turned out to be one of the most mind-blowing revelations I got. Yeah. Which probably doesn't sound that mind-blowing to anybody at the moment, but it really did impact me kind of greatly. And because, like, so as I'm talking to Jesus, you know, I'm asking these questions um, and he's just, like, answering them, which is not something that, like, so far had been my experience. Mm. Usually it's kind of like, oh, he'll show you something and then you have to, like, ask him what it meant and then keep going. But this was, like, in real time. This was, like, I'm talking to Jesus. We're here interacting. He's just responding to everything I'm saying in real time. So that's, like, new to me. And I was, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And he was saying a lot of things to me, not showing a lot of things to me. And so it was kind of, like, my mind is in, like, overload right now. And I'm, like, I don't even know if I can contain it. I was, like, I have to, like, stop and, like, write this all down. Because what I've noticed is, is that I think one of the reasons why God shows me a lot is because that's I learned that way. I just learned by yeah. seeing. I learned by yeah. whatever, you know. And so I'm trying to retain everything he's telling me. And it was so hard because my mind was being blown. So I was like, God, I have to stop and I have to write this down because I don't know if I'm going to remember this tomorrow yeah. morning. So I stopped. I was like, okay, God. Well, actually, before I did that, I'm like, Jesus, I have to write this down because I'm going to forget it all. And yeah. and I was like, how do I how do I get back to this place with you? Like, how do I stay here? How do I get back to this place with you? And he was like, oh, he's like, he's like, just ask me where I am. Mm. He's like, when you pray, just ask me, Jesus, where are you? 
lead me to where you are yeah. in your prayers. Lead mm-hmm. me to where you are. And that's what you need to ask me. And I will lead you to where I am when yeah. you're praying. And I was like, okay. So I stopped and I wrote what he told me down so far. And so I tried it. I was like, okay, God, I'm back. You know, like yeah. <laughs> lead me to where you are. And I saw him like dip his hand down from wherever and like pull me back to him. And so like, we were nuts. back at the pond yeah. again. Yeah, it was kind of wild. And this was, like I said, a new experience to me. I hadn't, like, interacted with Jesus like this. This is really early on for mm-hmm. your vision. This was super mind-blowing, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, I, you know, again, I'm like, okay, Jesus, like, this is wild. And I know I shared last podcast or whatever about the honey on my hands, but that yeah. was, like, I had just seen that, and I didn't really get any clarity on it, and then... This is where I asked him. I was like, okay, Jesus, what does the honey mean? Yeah. And that's when he explained what he explained to me and, you know, how I, I had mentioned about how worried I am about getting it wrong and screwing everything up because I don't know what's going on. And, you know, there is there is a component of humanity in this. It's like God is engaging with my mind. So my mind, there's a lot of room for error there, you know. And even even talking in this podcast, I'm like, there is so much room for error on my part. Like, there's yeah. just so many things I probably don't understand. And so, like, I'm relaying a message that I could – I'm taking a risk. I don't know how people are going to receive it. And I don't know if – you know, what if I'm wrong? Yeah. And so, I'm asking him that. And as I explained in the last episode, he was like, you know, I'm not threatened by mm. mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm not threatened by you. Uh, you know, he's like, he's like, you have like – and he said this in a sweet way. It's like, you know, how you relate to your children. It's kind of how I relate to you. It's like, you have like a child mind. And he was yeah. like, children only understand so much. And there's yeah. only so almost, only so much you're going to understand of this. Mm. And, and, and that's okay. That's, so um, that's okay. And he said like, you know, if you make a mistake or you don't understand it right or you communicate it wrong, it's like, it's okay. You know, you will learn and I will teach you. And I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, so another th- a couple things I need to address with you. <laughs> I was like, for one thing, how how do I stay here? You know, you you said I, if I I you know ask you bring me to where you are, why can't I just stay with you all the time? Like, I don't get it. Like, I know that you're with me, but why do I feel like I have to ask you where you are? Because that doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, the Bible says He dwells in us, and we yeah. Him, and you know. We're with him and he's, we accepted him into our hearts. So he lives in our heart, you know? And I was like, why does it feel like that's not, like, why do I feel like, you know, that's not the case? Like, why would I have to ask where you are and you have to lead me to where you are? I thought you're in me, like you're with me all the time. Right. And he was like, you know, he's like, I am with you all the time. He's like, I'm never not with you. He said, but you're not always with me. Yeah. And he was like, you know, as I said before in Galatians, Galatians 5. And he's like, you know, I have given you freedom from the flesh. Um, and I want you to be led by the spirit and, and and live in the spirit, right? The thing is, though, is that we don't always do that. We don't always choose to do that. And, yeah. and prior to just a couple months ago, I was living my life in a very segregated way. Like church is church, work is work, blah, blah, blah. Jesus is Jesus. We don't 
we don't really like intertwine. Like Jesus time is Jesus time and everything else is yeah. its own thing. And it was only until I started to see that Jesus was with me while I was washing my dishes and Jesus was with me in my garden and Jesus was with me at work and Jesus was with me at church. And, and I started to see him like, oh my God, Jesus is with me all the time. Am I with him all the time? The answer yeah. is no, I'm not. Yeah. And I was like, so how do I be with you all the time? You know? And he was like, it's. I was like, is there a moment where I can be with you all the time? Am I going to eventually learn to live in the spirit, like just to be in the spirit all the time and not in the flesh? Like, is that something I can achieve? And he was like, it's like with anything. He's like, it takes practice. Yeah. He's like, it's not natural to you. Mm-hmm. And and he was like, you know, I've given you freedom from the flesh, but I've also given you freedom from what is natural to you. And I'm asking you to step wow. into something that is supernatural to wow. you. Yeah. So what is natural to you um, can be what is supernatural to you, but that takes time. It takes practice. This is not something that is natural to you. So you have to learn something that's actually not natural to you. So what is not natural to you will become more natural to you than what is natural to you. And that is not, <laughs> that's not easy in this world, you know? Did you follow that? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So it's like... It's like moving a scale, right? You ever seen a scale? Like you can... So you could be a zero... The mm-hmm. coordinates could be a zero zero, and that's your your natural. Mm-hmm. Or you could be way up here, and that's your natural. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't have to always be at zero. Like the more you learn this, the more your natural becomes a different point in that scale. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It was like it takes practice. Yeah. It's like eventually, it just takes practice. It's it like it's like somebody normal. lifting like two hundred pounds, right. three hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Like. Like your baseline is now 150 pounds or you could just, you know. Right, exactly. You could lift 200, but you can't lift 300. You know what I mean? Like you're at 200. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, you, it, you'll come to a point where where you were a year ago is not where you are today. Yeah. But it is a process and it is a practicing process. I mean, process. six months ago, this. we couldn't even fathom. <laughs> like. Yeah. That's exactly if right. I if I like knew that my natural would be where I'm at today, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, when is this? Thirty years from now? No, it's right. like it's six months. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there's just so much to learn in it in any way. But I mean, it's like the Bible says, like take up your cross daily yeah. <laughs> and follow Him. Yeah. It's a daily thing. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just something that you have to choose to do. Um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, God, help me to live in this, the spirit today. (laughs) Help me to live in your presence today. You know, help me to be a good spouse to you, Holy Spirit. Help me to be a good friend to you, Holy Spirit. Help me to listen to you before I ask something of you. That's a big thing. And I think I've already talked about it on here. It's like, how do you listen before you ask something? Because when you're asking, you're attentive to the answer. You want the answer. But what if the Holy Spirit's just talking to you and you're just and you're not waiting for an answer. Well, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you, you're you telling, you're not asking. Right. Well, it's just like, you know, I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to you, and you're not listening until yeah. you're interested in an answer from me or a yeah. response from me. Like, that's how we treat the Holy Spirit. At least that's how I do it. So I'm trying not to be like that. That's how everybody did it. Yeah. But anyway, to keep going with this. So 
I'm like, okay, God, I, you know, definitely, okay, like so crazy. And I'm like trying to (laughs) maintain my mind from blowing up because it's just so much information. It was just overwhelming. It doesn't sound overwhelming now, but it was to me then. So I'm, I'm praying. And another thing that like- Because your scale moved. Yeah, I think so. So, um, another thing that kept bothering me, I'm just like, okay, God, I'm just going to talk about everything that's bothering me right now. And I want all the answers. So I understand, you know, (laughs) like where to go from here. So like, again, and again, we've mentioned this already in a couple episodes ago, but, uh, people were like, you know, new levels, new devils, and you know, the enemy's gonna really come after you and put the hammer down on you and this and that, cause you're ministering now and whatever. Right. And so I was like, okay, God, what about the enemy? Like, what do I need to be concerned about here? What do I need to do? And and he was like, oh, the enemy. He's like, the enemy is always knocking at your door. And he was so like casual about it. Like, it's like, it's not even yeah. something to consider that much. It was like, the enemy's always knocking at your door. He's like, just don't answer the door. It's like, just, that's really that it. That's it. He's no. like, don't answer the door. So the enemy will disguise itself as anything to get you to open up your heart Mm, to open up the door he's like it will pretend to be the delivery man with a package like the burdens the the enemy will pretend to be the pizza guy you know when you're hungry it will have something for you to eat the enemy will pretend to be anything to get your attention the enemy is a big attention grab you know that's all he does Mm. and he was like just don't open the door he's like you have no reason to open up the door i'm already inside there's no one else you want to be letting in here yeah. And he's like, your prayer dog will be your guard. And it will tell you when someone's at the door that shouldn't be there. And and he's like, just keep your prayer dog close. Keep your prayers close. And prayer dog he, episode three. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he's like, the prayer dog will alert you when there is danger outside. Oh, yeah. Don't open that door. You know? Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that seems simpler than You know, it's what funny when you first, uh, the night you were... Uh, learning about the prayer dog, like you saw the animal outside, and then you ran upstairs and you woke me up, and you're like, "We gotta pray and do yeah, this and that. We yeah. gotta, we yeah. gotta do something." And I'm like, "Oh, what?" Like, <laughs> like, like I was in a deep sleep. Yeah, not in a moment. But we prayed and stuff. It was, but it then it it just turns out that you know, dog's gonna handle it. Yeah, <laughs> your prayer handles it. You don't, right. you don't need to give the enemy attention. You yeah, don't. you don't. You don't need to. You really don't. Um, and, and it's like he said, I'm already inside, so what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the problem? If I'm inside and no one else is, what's the issue? Yeah. You um, would need someone stronger than him to take the house over. Yeah, Unless exactly. you give it. Exactly. You know, um, unless you open the door, you know, yeah. if you're doing something that you're opening the door to the enemy, then that's going to be a problem for you. Um, I, I always remember, <laughs> it's funny about this because, you know, you know, the enemy does something to like, um, mess with children at a certain age. Like I've heard people talk about this, like around the age of eight, like, you know, maybe even a little bit before, like the enemy, like kids will start to have like really bad nightmares about demons. And like, you know, I remember having like these dreams about demons, like not, um, like listening to me when I rebuked them, like they would be like messing with me in yeah. my house and I'd be like, get out of here in the name of Jesus. And the demons would laugh at me or like, hmm. yeah, one time I had this dream where this demon like picked me up. I didn't even see the demon. It was like invisible, but I was floating up in the air and he was like 
the thing was like laughing at me and then yeah. dropping me on top of my wood stove at my house. <laughs> yeah, it was like super scary. I was like super scared. And um and it was like some kind of like uh grooming thing that the enemy did where it was like, Well, well she's gonna be scared of us, you know. And right. um intimidation tactic. Yeah. And it was weird because at that time my parents were um I mean I grew up in a Christian home, so you know, Christian stuff. But um, <laughs> there was like people we knew who had like a demon problem. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know, but like their house, like I don't know, they had these like weird things happening in their house, like you oh, know, yeah. just seeing stuff. Like people would come over and like you know, you just like go visit your friend who's out of town, and you stay at their house, and like that person would see like weird crap in their house, like demons and this and that, and um, like I remember we would go over there to this couple's house and we would pray like my parents. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, don't 10. bring your kids. Don't bring your kids to that stuff. <laughs> <An> exorcism. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah. Don't bring your kids to the exorcisms. Um, it was not fun for me as yeah. like a 10 year old girl. Oh my God. But yeah, it was bad. What were your parents thinking? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have them listen yeah. to this. I, I have talked to them extensively about this. I was like, I don't know. I think they just like, you know, I don't know, That's different funny. different time back then in the 90s or whenever that was. <laughs> it wasn't because it was, you were playing with dragons from uh, Burger King? Oh, yeah, that's no. right. One time, uh, so when Hercules came out, uh, <laughs> Burger King had, you know, Hercules toys in their little uh, kids meal and I got a dragon and my dad um, took it and ripped it up and I couldn't play with it anymore. <laughs> and it was traumatizing. I couldn't yeah. play with it. But anyway, so to say that, I... Um, my gizmo's on high alert over there. Yeah. But anyway. Prairie dog. Yeah, prairie dog. Um, all right. So where I was going with this is that they'd have me over with them and we'd all be like praying that like these demons would get out of, you know, this house and stop tormenting these people and whatever, whatever. And it was, what was confusing in my little mind is, is that this wasn't just a one occurrence. And I was like, I thought the Bible says that greater is he who is in you than he in the world. And that we have authority. And so, like, when we, like, do this, it should stick, right? Yeah, but yeah. for whatever reason, every time we casted these demons out of this guy's house and did some kind of, like, exorcism, the freaking, it would be a problem still. It's like, man, our prayers didn't work. How comes every time? And we, yeah. it was multiple occasions where, like, oh, we're going to come over and pray for us. You know, come over and pray for the house because it's just, like, we keep seeing stuff and they're, like, tormenting us. It was a whole thing. Was this over... Um days or weeks or months or was, yeah months i don't know yeah it wasn't like consecutively it was like yeah. every so often you know um yeah. that we'd have to go over and like do this prayer cleanse of this people's house yeah and i remember thinking like i i'm so confused by this so demons don't listen to you is the the message i got you know and so i was like okay well that's yeah. what i learned well turns out through that's why you're having the nightmares years and years yeah probably and there was like other weird stuff i could tell you stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i don't know i think if it was like a teaching of the t the time maybe like a demonology or something it was like a big thing that the church was like oh, yeah. everybody was like casting out 90s demons. was all about it was like oh my god there's a demon in the tv there's the a demons, demon in the yeah. dog there's yeah. a demon in the cat anyway like yeah back in the 90s i don't know there was some kind of teaching or something or they'd be like oh we gotta cast all these demons out of everything i don't know but whatever so you know what i remember uh, i remember some people coming around and 
preaching like Disney is the devil. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember that too. You gotta rebuke, rebuke Disney. Pokemon is the devil. Oh That's yeah, the... I like threw away my Pokemon cards. Yeah, just let it be. Um, yeah. So the reason I'm saying this is, well, turns out. There was a reason they had a demon problem. Yeah. It was decisions they were making. I learned yeah. years later they were doing some hindsight not bueno things yeah. in their home. They were inviting that crap in. So it's like, yeah, okay, like sure, cast out demons and then what? Just keep dabbling in horribly bad sin and yeah. expect yourself to be okay. Like doesn't the Bible talk about that? Yeah. Um I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so like you mean if you cast out demons and then just continue to, you know, partake in witchcraft that you're going to have a problem? You know, like it's not going to stick. Yeah. So the reason I I say that is because like, yeah, Jesus is like the enemy. Okay, It's always knocking on your door. Don't answer the door. Don't open the door up to this stuff. Don't open the door to the delivery man who is pretending to be holding a pizza, you know, because you're hungry. Just come to me instead. Yeah. You know? So it was like to say all that these people were inviting <laughs> this problem in. Yeah. Because they were opening their doors to it. Um, is the enemy, you know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I mean, it's, it really is as simple as that sounds. It's like, well, okay, then run to the father. Yeah. Run to Jesus. You having problems, you're struggling with this and that. Go to Jesus. Look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he will be your light and your guide and give you strength. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he will be your strength. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that made sense. I was like, okay. Um, so as long as I'm good with you, Jesus, uh, mm. shouldn't really be that big of a deal. Right? Yeah. Um, then Jesus said, don't be happy that you're casting out demons and stuff. Like right. Like, well, don't look for that be, stuff. Be happy that your name is in the book yeah. of life. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. Be happier with me. Yeah, exactly. Because some people want the power, you know what I mean? Some people want that ability to show off. It's like, demons, listen to me. Yeah. So what? I don't know. It, it, yeah. But people, like, will look after that stuff. They will, like, kind of look to it and, like, kind of pursue it in a way. Um, That's very dangerous ground. Not because you have to be scared of the enemy, but you have to be you have to be scared of what you're pursuing. <laughs> like, why are you pursuing anything but Jesus? Yeah, pursue Him alone, worship Him alone. I mean, I finally learned what the definition of a, of an idol is, and that was back in episode two. About yeah. it's what you yeah. put your desire in. It's what you are pursuing and hoping in and waiting on, yeah. you know, to fulfill you. So Those if the teachings power, are making a comeback, by the way. So hmm. if you're out there and you're on the YouTube verse. And you're oh. watching a bunch of messages about casting out demons and this and that. We suggest you uh, mm-hmm. pray about it. Pray about it. Seek the Lord and stuff. And I mean, there are times when deliverance needs to happen. And a- absolutely, but what I'm saying is, um, sure. there is a difference between you being delivered from something and you obsessing about a teaching that isn't about God. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. look to God, look to Jesus, not. Don't try to learn about demons. Try to learn about him. Well, and I'm learning about that too. It's kind of like, you know, say with the Larry episode about self-hatred. So I can pray all day long that I won't have self-hatred. But the answer is never to just 
I really didn't even need to worry about self-hatred as that was not the focus. Yeah. The focus was God's love. Yeah. What I needed to desire was his perfect love. Yeah. Not that Larry would die, not that self-hatred would die, but that I would have perfect love. And you could have uh, looked at Larry and be like, that's a demon. You want to cast this out all day long and yeah, nothing no. was going to happen. It's not nothing a self-hatred. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. I think a lot of times we're blaming demons for stuff that are just like, um, Your own I don't stupidity. know, like beliefs and stuff, yeah. like feelings. I don't know. Yeah. But flesh. Yeah. It's your flesh. Flesh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that could, yeah, for anyone that has some kind of problem or whatever and you've been just going at it for whatever, maybe it's not really like what you think it is, yeah. you know? Sometimes like the biggest, I don't know if that makes sense, but like what I mean is, is like, you know, sometimes I'm praying for something and I just keep going at it and it's like I never have a solution. It's like, yeah. I don't know. And then finally the Holy Spirit's like, why don't you just ask me what you're supposed to pray? Yeah. Just ask me and I'll tell you what to pray for. And I'm like, oh my God, that makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> I should just do it God's way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what am I supposed to pray? And then it'll be like, not that. You haven't gotten any results from your prayers over the last four months? It's then pray something of, different. You, you realize there's not a lack of power. It's mm-hmm. a lack of knowledge. Like you don't have the knowledge to what to pray for, and you have to look to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and ask Him. Like praying, what do I do here? You know praying I mean? out of the flesh and praying yeah. out of the Spirit. You can do both. Yeah. One's going to get your results. Yeah. And like you're not praying God's will. Forget it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, this is a good place to end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. We do appreciate people who listen. This podcast was amazing. It's good I like to be that. heard. Hopefully it helped in some way. Yeah. Write to us, honestly. Send us an email if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we appreciate any feedback that's good. Yeah. And, um And and sharing. This is fun. You know, it's been it, fun doing this. Yeah. We're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. See All right, you everybody. Next time. See you next time.